Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. are Locked on Wild, your Minnesota Wild every day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your host, Joe Bully, with uh, Tony Abbott of 10krings.com. And uh, today we are joined by special guests from Bar Down Beauties Podcast and NHL.com and the Wild Radio Network, Jesse Pierce and Alexis Pearson. We are we actually had a long conversation with them to wrap up the Minnesota Wild season and some fun and some yucks too. So definitely uh, check that out. But it went on a little long, so we are splitting that up into two shows. So here is part one of our conversation with the Bar Down Beauties, and stay tuned for tomorrow when part two shows up for our and concludes our conversation with the Bar Down Beauties. Make sure to check out Bar Down Beauties Pod on Twitter as well as follow them on Apple and Google and really whatever podcast service you use. And also um, you know make sure that you stick around for more off season news at 10krinks.com and make sure that you uh, check out our Facebook page 10K Rinks on Facebook as well as our Twitter 10K Rinks MN. Here is part one. We hope you enjoy the show. Tony, how you doing today? I'm doing all right, Joe. Just uh, just another uh, day of, of you know uh, grinding uh, in the content mines and uh, and making a lot of progress. I promise. <laughs> Perfect. All right. <laughs> we also have uh, from Bar Down Beauties, both uh, uh, as our special guest, we have Jesse Pierce from NHL.com and Touchpoint Media and uh, waitress extraordinaire and hobby <laughs> podcaster, Alexis Pearson. How you doing? That's the best intro I've ever gotten. Thank you. I want everyone to introduce me as that. I don't care like what my future looks like in this uh, career. I want to be introduced as a, a waitress from now on. So. But then we, but then we're gonna have to remove the hashtag get Alexis out of waitressing. True. So, hashtag yeah. keep Alexis in waitressing for the memes. Yeah. Well, I think it's like being like a coach in football. You just have that title for life. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You're just coach forever. Yeah. You're 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 coach forever. You're president forever. You're local waitress and hobby podcaster forever. <laughs> And frankly, anything with extraordinary afterwards, I mean, it always sounds like an yeah, official Yeah, I can't even title. be mad. Totally. Yeah, I can't even be Put mad. on a business it. card. Get it going. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I'm updating my resume as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, put it down officially uh, and demand a raise from your boss. I'll try. I try every day. It hasn't worked yet, but who knows? Oh, I, right. I'm sorry. I don't think you read it quite right. Uh, it says extraordinary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so how are you both doing? You doing fine uh, after now that uh, Minnesota Wild Hockey is officially done for the season? Yeah. I wasn't even doing okay before Wild Hockey was done. <laughs> how do you think I'm doing now? <laughs> I mean, it was nice to have it back for even a brief stint. You know, it felt like, what, 11 seconds or something like that. But, I mean, it was Ouch. good to uh, – <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> it, was, it's, it, was, it was good to be back in action. I mean, I had actual work that I had to do too, which was also very much appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was – 
it was crazy. It happened. It was there and poof, it's it's gone. So back to the, the regular grind now, I guess. I tweeted the uh, you got to be quicker than that meme after the wild were out of the <laughs> playing round because I was like, that's what it feels like. Like, I felt like it was just dangled in front of my face. I got like two games um, and and that was it. And then it was gone. And I told my dad when it was done, I was like, I almost wish that like they wouldn't have played at all. Like, I think I'm more sad now that I watched them for a few games and then now I don't have it again. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, like despite the way they lost and, and despite all of it, it was really fun to, to have some wild hockey back. And as you uh, fellow podcasters know uh, to actually have real hockey content to talk about on a hockey podcast has been been yeah. nice for once in the last five months. So it was really fun to record some episodes and, and do some, you know, we did a live stream and, and stuff like that. And so that was really fun for the uh, week and a half that we had wild hockey. <laughs> Even now I like it in, in yeah. terms of, in terms of just like, at least, at least we know for sure that the season's over and there's not a yeah. will they or won't they come back. You can actually talk about off season stuff. You can talk about draft stuff. Um, I, 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 I like off season stuff a lot. Yeah. You could talk about rebuilding. I'm going to say it, you know, oh, like, I here think we go. Let's, let's go. Let's get into it. Huh? But I mean, I think that has to be a realistic expectation for bill i mean he's gonna make his mark and put his stamp on this team how he sees fit so you're right tony offseason stuff let's let's go well, and I think it was so hard when there was the pause because we wanted to ask all these questions and have answers to all these questions, but it's like, well, gee, I don't know. Like, how are the Wild going to play when the season comes back? Like, are they going to be a really good team, a contending team? Like, will they need to make changes? So it was like we had these questions, but, like, how far in depth could we go into those answers? So, yeah, now we, like, can actually talk about some of this stuff and, like, what moves are going to be made and what moves need to be made. So we have content still, even though the right, Wild yeah. are not playing anymore. <laughs> I think the big question to ask now that I want an answer to is has your body clocks returned to normal after those late nights because <laughs> i even saw it in an article today that with the st louis blues taking on the canucks and losing five to two that their tv ratings plummeted like crazy this is the defending stanley cup champion here too and their ratings because it was so late were in the tank and i know i'm still trying to recover from from that long week of being up until almost four in the morning waiting to publish and edit articles and stuff like it was brutally late especially the one that started at like five after ten. Oh god ridiculous. yeah ridiculous yeah, oh, that totally. was the that was the one game I had to work at the XL Energy Center, and I was like, of course the game I have to well get to be here for. I don't want to say have to because I was very excited to be there, but of course the game I go to it starts twenty minutes late, goes into overtime. I'm just <laughs> like, we are already starting so late. I don't know. I had mixed opinions on it because part of me was like, I mean, anyone who knows me knows that chaos is my motto. I love chaos. Mm -hmm. Give me all the chaos. So it was fun because it's like we're literally starting a hockey game at ten o'clock. Like, why not? Like, what else is 2020 gonna throw at us? Let's finish this game at two a.m. Sure. Um, so I liked it for that reason. But as for like us who have to like work it or who are, you know, we have to talk about it on our podcast or doing live stream. A lot of people were doing live streams, watching the games and stuff like that um, and publishing articles. You have such a, a middle of the night turn on these articles that it's like it is hard to do that kind of stuff. Um, so the scheduling is really strange. And now we've already seen issues with games going into overtime and having to like rearrange the scheduling. And it's just like the mm -hmm. whole thing is a mess. And it, it's just like every day there's something so uh, yeah I don't know yeah I mean I would say the same like I was you'd get kind of wired for the game right I mean whether you're working yeah. it, you're kind of you're 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 amped up but then for me and this happens every single wild game regardless <laughs> I need like a half hour or an hour to like unwind because yes. my body's yeah. so like yes. wound up from even just the energy of being at the rink or whatever just 
working and, and doing all that stuff. So I'm like, God, now it's like one, one in the morning. And these kids don't give a shit that I was up till one in the morning, mind you. Right. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice to be able to go to sleep because St. Louis Vancouver series, meh, I could take or leave it at this yeah. point. Right. So it's, uh, it's nice to get back into a semi-normal routine. But well, another, the- yeah, but another media, uh, media market is now dealing with what we had to deal with all the mm-hmm. last week. Right. Right. Sorry, not sorry. I think yeah. the funniest <laughs> thing for me was, was being at that game four on that Friday night and, uh, Bob and Tom are just literally the funniest people ever. They are so funny off air and just the things they say to each other. And the whole night, I should have kept track of how many times they made a joke about the Sunday night game five being at 945 if we would have needed to play it. It oh. was like every time we went to a commercial, they were joking around about it. And it was <laughs> it was so funny because it really was. It's like, you're really going to give us another 945 game after we've already played three of them at that time. Like, it was just, I don't know. I don't Disrespect. know what was up with the, Yeah, Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Well, what was ridiculous about that too is literally the only the only other game in Edmonton at that yes. that day was like a three two o'clock. PM start. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Just ridiculous. Yeah. It's like they had no faith in, in anybody's ability to watch hockey before like <laughs> eight PM. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It was it's def it was definitely strange and I mean I would have given anything to have the wild make it to that game five and get to watch another game even if it was at nine forty five. Um but yeah, I don't know. I, I do there is a part of me that loves the like how chaotic it is that these games are going on at all hours of the day and mm-hmm. it feels so weird because, you know, normally I'm used to watching hockey like in the wintertime and like in the fall and like now it's like, gee, do I wanna go sit outside in the sun for an hour or watch <laughs> hockey? Like I've never had this problem before and now it's like I have to make Make these decisions and i'm like i don't know what i'm supposed to do so it's uh yeah it's just a weird weird time it definitely gives you that tournament vibe right oh, yeah like, i mean they're all st- they're all sharing a hotel together and they're all like it's just kind of this it's a weird tournament you're excited it's 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 yeah. different especially then you know for me myself i'm working from home so mm-hmm. it's like i'm watching hockey and then i'm working from home and it's all just kind of <clears throat> bizarre if you will yeah We'll be right back with more of our conversation, but first I want to talk to you about auto parts and rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is an online family store that's been serving customers for the last 20 years. And what makes them a destination for the auto parts buyer is uh, the fact that it's you can do it with such ease. They got an incredibly large catalog that's super easy to find and, and search for whatever you're looking for. You just type in make and model, and then you can find the fuel pump or the carpet or the tail lamp or or really whatever you're going to need. It's so easy to do. And the best thing about rockauto.com is their one-tier pricing. You know, if you go to a a local chain store, you know, they're usually got uh, a discounted part for really for the same part at a discounted rate for the local mechanic and then then i get that they want to keep the the, their regular customers in but that means that you as the consumer you as the do-it-yourselfer that's trying to save money by not going to the auto shop you know you are forced to take on that markup well at rockauto.com it's one tier pricing it's super easy you don't feel like you're getting screwed or you know that there's some other back back alley deal going on where that you're not a part of and getting the best deal. No, you go to rockauto.com and you are getting the best deal for your auto part. Check out rockauto.com today. They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. 
you, you tweeted out your outdoor setup, Jesse, and I was I was immediately extremely jealous. <laughs> so every time I get a bug up my butt about something, I'm like, yep, we're going to do this. And my husband's like, for one, I'm like, for tonight's game, we're going to do this right now. We're going to put this together right now. So I like went on Facebook Marketplace and bought a projector for 40 bucks and had a bed sheet and there you go. got the lights up and everything. Yeah, it was it was pretty epic. I love it. Um, still watch a couple games out there, too. I mean, it's. It's a nice night. I just want to be able to, like Alexa said, watch hockey outside. Yeah. You know, still enjoy yeah. summertime and uh, and the great sport that we love too. So, so what you're saying is hockey day in Minnesota at your house next year? Then. Absolutely, <laughs> let's do it. I'll probably have to cover it because I usually do every year. But uh, if I'm not sure, come I was on over. Say bring a coat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get you a did, little fireplace going. You did see um, that that uh, house that makes like a giant snow pile for the screen yeah oh yeah i mean that's that is so cool that's so cool i haven't seen it you would (laughs) you haven't seen it no no No. it it is it is pretty it's really sick yeah Mm -hmm. yeah they basically make a giant snow castle almost to project the uh the screen or the games on all day all day long it's awesome and they have a fireplace and they're playing yeah They've got all kinds of stuff in the backyard, too. It's it's a pretty sweet setup. Well, I mean, who knows? With the way things are going, Hockey Day Minnesota is going to be like the 4th of July next summer anyway. So maybe we <laughs> won't need to do anything drastic to Jesse's outdoor setup. We can just show up in a year. And we'll <laughs> exactly. Perfect. It'll be to celebrate Parise and Suter signing every year. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll, feel, it'll feel a little awkward in year 13, but like 20 years from now, it'll, be, it'll, it'll still be a good day. <laughs> So, you know, you mentioned that uh, that game four, and obviously that's when the wild season kind of came to a screeching halt. Uh, is there anything to really take away here from that series at all? Like, I know, like, you look at series now, and it's you see that five overtime game. Mm-hmm. You see all the other overtime games, uh, series and stuff like that, and it's just like, these teams are actually competitive, and you look at the Wild with the Canucks, and it was like, oh, we're, we, I thought we were going to get that, and that didn't really happen. But at the same time, like, there's a lot of good teams that also got their uh, their stuff kicked in, yeah, in mm-hmm. in that short series. And so it's yeah. like, what can you realistically take away from there? And then also, uh, just double back on that to fit another question at the end of it. I was more pissed off that the that overtime ended in 11 seconds and we didn't actually get treated to real full time, you know, a full period of overtime hockey. Uh, what do you make of that ending as well to the whole thing? I mean, I can kick it off here because I, I think the series as a whole was not the wild at its best, right? Um, it, it kind of, though, did show the Minnesota's true colors and the... Okay, buddy, you need to go. Go bubbles somewhere else, okay? I'm working. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> Hudson says hi. Um, but no, I would say as a whole, you see how kind of mediocre Minnesota is and a lot of the players. I think the good things, the positives that you could take from it would be Kevin Fiala certainly still mm-hmm. has his skill. And I think, you know, as we move toward next season, you build around him, you know, and, and when Kaprizov gets there, I think that's the big thing. Um, and I think Jules Eriksson also was starting to come into his own as well. I think those would be your two bright spots and Nico Sturm. I mean, give him a look next year too, as the, as the wild desperately need to get a little bit younger. Cause I think that's what was holding the, the wild back. I mean, Vancouver has that extra step because they've got youth on their side, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to be 35 years old and, and keep up with youthful players and they have solid goaltending, which obviously yeah. as everyone knows is, 
is is the question mark uh, here in Minnesota. I mean, 11 seconds, Alex Stalock should have stopped that shot too, right? I mean, I think that was a very savable shot. And so to have it taken away so quickly, I had just made a fresh drink and I was so excited to like enjoy overtime and to have it be taken was was a bummer i mean you definitely wanted to see it go to five games and have a good series but at the end of the day i think um you take from it what needs to improve and i think that's exactly what bill knows he's going to need to do is really change the the layout of this team yeah i don't want to um you know repeat a lot of what jesse said but i i agree with with everything she said um and to to kind of add to it i think that the biggest thing I took away from it was just disappointment because there, I think there was so much potential. I think if you look at all the teams, the wild could have been matched up with in the Western conference for that plan round. I think the Vancouver Canucks were a very favorable matchup for the Minnesota wild. And I think we saw a lot of people talking about that saying, Hey, this is a pretty good matchup. Like a lot of people predicted like five, a five game series. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a lot of things that you could kind of looking at the rosters, like, Oh, the wild, maybe have a step here. And there was a lot of things that were promising going into the series. Um, and then the wild come out in game one and get a shutout. And I'm like, are we really doing this? Is this like, are, is this how we're going to go in the right, season? Yeah. Because this is promising. <laughs> like, I, I like the, I like what I'm seeing. And they looked really good in that game. Um, and then they come back and they get shut out. And then you you lose a game where, what was it, like 4-3? And you you score two goals super late. So the, the score is a little bit deceiving, but they were kind of outplayed the whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got game four where... You have lead, multiple leads in that game. I thought the Wild looked pretty good in game four. I mean, again, they had leads. They were scoring goals. Um, and then you give up a tying goal, and you lose it 11 seconds into overtime. I mean, that is massively disappointing um, after, you know, seeing some games and some stretches of games in the play-in series where the Wild looked pretty good. I think um, – Another thing was there was a couple players in in different games who just did not stand out at all. And when they did stand out, it wasn't in a good way. And some players who I was really disappointed to see stand out in that way. Name um, names, you coward. I will. Uh, Jordan Greenway, uh, for yeah. one, I don't think had a very good series. And I think you need a guy like him firing on all cylinders mm-hmm. um, in the postseason. And he just wasn't. Um, another person, uh, forgive me for I have sinned, Marcus Flano fan club. There was a couple games he didn't stand out at all, which was disappointing. Um, no. Those are two big bodies that you yes. need in the playoffs, absolutely. right? Like that's yeah. a, those are guys that you would expect to shine. And I think you're absolutely right. I think Jordan Greenway was probably the biggest disappointment for me. I, you know, he yeah. looked really good during training camp and in those inner inner squad scrimmages there. And I kind of was, I had a good feeling. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I think Greenway's going to show up and, and show us. And you're absolutely right. Like he was far and away kind of the biggest disappointment on the roster. And I mean, there there's other players that I think Eric Stahl didn't show up quite like he mm-hmm. usually should have. I mean, the veterans Zuccarello. too. Yeah. I mean, Zuccarello, yeah. I didn't even know he was out there half the time, you know, like has he played and it's kind of, and, and Dean Evson gave everybody a fair shot. He yeah, was trying he to did. play everybody the same amount of minutes. I mean, even Ryan Suter wasn't playing enormous minutes because he was trying to give everybody a fair shake and get something going, but you're absolutely right. I think there were so many, there were a lot of passengers and and not enough players. Yeah, and I think even you look at a guy like Ryan Donato, who then was scratched and replaced by Nico Sturm, which I mm-hmm. loved the way Nico Sturm played in the, right. in the game that he played in. I, I I hyped him up in the after game three. He played well again in game four, obviously got his first NHL goal. Um, so I really loved the way Nico Sturm played, but 
it's disappointing that a guy like Ryan Donato was not performing well enough to be kept on that roster uh, for Dean Evison. Um, so you look at some of those younger guys like him and Jordan Greenway who aren't performing well. And then you look at some of the veterans like Eric Stahl, Matt Zuccarello, um, a guy like Marcus Foligno, who's normally slinging his body around, which he did that throughout the series. I don't want to say he played terrible, um, mm-hmm. but I just, I expected more out of him and I didn't get it. And I think there was too many players like that in that series. And that's kind of what was ultimately the downfall because I do think there was games and points in games where the wild did have the Canucks on their heels and they looked, you know, there was games where Markstrom didn't look great. Um, right, and, absolutely. and so I think you look at all of those things and you think, well, Hey, the wild did some good things. They just didn't do them consistently enough to, to win the series. And, and overall that was just, that was really disappointing. So, um, but I think I've seen a lot of people saying this and as much as it pains me, I do agree with it to an extent that that's, this is probably what was best for the wild. Uh, because if you win and you move on to the official playoffs and you get to that point, then it's like, we're in that same cycle again of like, Oh, well maybe they are good. Maybe we don't need to make changes. But I think this series really defined some glaring issues that the wild have that can no longer go untalked about, can no longer go unchanged. And Bill Guerin covered a lot of them in the postseason presser. Mm-hmm. So a question that I would have for uh, for y'all is when you look at the Minnesota Wild roster for next year, and uh, you, you got to assume that some movement's going to happen, but as it stands right now, uh, 17 roster spots uh, spoken for already. And then uh, you have uh, Luke Cunning and Jordan Greenway, who are RFAs. They'll presumably be back. I'm um, looking at uh, Cap friendly uh, for this, and they don't even have Kaprizov listed, so that brings it up to 20. What do you do with this team like because i i think that there are solid pieces of this team that are here right uh but you don't have like do you just like try to bring in somebody to supplement it or do you uh try to like move core pieces of this team i guess i guess what is your uh your bar down blueprint to uh, to get uh get this team back where it needs to be can you we can steal, steal that, that part on blueprint. Yeah, we need to yeah. make that a graphic or something. Um, yeah, Fred's going to make that a uh, a segment. Yeah, yeah no, right. That's a good idea. Um, yeah, no, it's a good question, and it is something that uh, there will be some movement on that roster. Um, and even if you you think a year further ahead into the the. Um, expansion draft um you look at that there's going to be players who are not going to be on this team um that are on this team right now so um i don't know i think some movement needs to happen uh we talked about this on that podcast episode we were on last night we talked about a little bit on our podcast but um ryan Suter said that the wild are very close to being a stanley cup contender which a lot of people laughed at jesse laughs at it i laugh at it a little bit but i do think there is some truth to it in the sense that the Wild are not the worst hockey team in the league right now. There are teams in much worse situations than them who have much Thank fewer you, pieces Detroit. than they do. Yeah. Right. Um, as long as Detroit is is the Detroit that is right now, uh, there will always be better teams in the league. But um, I do think the Wild have a lot of good pieces. I, For me, the thing with the Wild is the consistency. There is just – there's the – some of the players are not consistent enough. Um, the team is overall isn't always consistent. Um, goaltending isn't always consistent. And we see glimmers of this team where we're like, wait, this is like, they look really good. Like they're competing with some of the best in the league. And then the next day they, they look terrible. And it's just, um, I think that there are players on this team. The wild could get really good returns for. Um, and I think that if Bill Guerin takes a look at that and you look at, I mean, 
think about some of the guys who were almost traded at the trade deadline, who, who were rumored to be, you know, possible trades. You look at guys like Marcus Foligno. You look at guys like Jonas Brodeen, Matt Dumba, uh, Zach, Parisi. Zach Parisi, uh, Miko Koivu. I mean, some of these guys might not be on this team come next season. Um, and it's it pains me to think about that because all of those people I just listed, I love. I love watching them play for this team. I think they are great hockey players. They've done a lot of good things for the Wild. Um, but I don't know. I just I think that you've got um, Kaprizov coming in. You've got Fiala, who is just looking the best he's ever looked. And I think you want to try to add pieces to that to make this team faster, make this team younger, make this team uh, more um, scary on offense because you're starting to get some of those pieces coming in that the Wild don't normally have. You mentioned the, you know, you like watching these players play for the Wild. But even if you look back at this playoff series, Zach Parisi was incredibly quiet. You know, yeah. and he is your big name, your, your big name, your big money guy. And he just was invisible. I think I, there was times that I even forgot that he was even on the ice. And then when he was on the ice during the power plays, I mean, Tony brought it up in one of our shows, the whole no shots. And this is a guy that takes a ton of shots just by mm-hmm. virtue of being Zach Parisi. And he was nowhere to be found. And it, I don't know if there's a trade there to be done, but but I do think like there needs to be some creative thinking here by Bill Guerin in order to get this team uh, over the hump. And what and the the big question is how long is that going to take? Right, I would agree. I mean, I think and he said he said it. Bill kicked it off in his press conference saying there isn't you know that much skill on this team right now, and you need to bring in some skilled players. I mean, that's why obviously getting that first overall pick would have been huge because you yep. finally have the opportunity to get. I mean, in number nine, it's still great. I think they'll still be able to grab somebody, but I think you need <clears throat> to get quicker players. You need more skilled players, and and again, you need to unload some of these veteran guys that are just, you know, you could, they would yield a return. I mean, Zach Parisi still can play at this level and he could yield a decent amount of return. Um, And I think, you know, Bill really needs to look toward the future again. That's why I kind of whispered rebuild because it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, it's going to have to start and it's going to take a few tough years, I think, before you get there, because unfortunately the wild haven't filled their farm system with this elite talent, you know, this up and coming crop of guys and Bill's going to have to do that. And he's going to have to figure out different ways and figure out how to move things. Um, You had mentioned Luke Cunning and Jordan Greenway. I would try to keep Luke Cunning. I like the way he plays. I think he's a good player. Um, I think he has some leadership qualities too. I had mentioned this on our podcast. I I would love to see him with a letter. Even he, he wore, he was a captain of a world junior team and captain out in Wisconsin. Um, I like him. Jordan Greenway though. I would say see ya and, you know, maybe not work as hard to, to get that depending on how much he, he wants to, right? I don't think he'd be too expensive, but yeah, I mean, I, I would agree. I think you'll see a very different team come the 2021 season, whenever that may be. Well, and I just want to say too, that I think a lot of people often forget or overlook the fact that getting a good return on a player is a very small window because you have the time where they're a great player and you obviously want them on your team because they're a great player. And then you have the small window of time where it's like, okay, they're still really good, but are they maybe not the right fit for this team anymore? Or are they getting to that age where they're going to, they're going to be on the other side of, of the hump as far as talent goes. And then you get to the point where it's just, they're not really worth much because they're either too old or maybe 
maybe they've gone through too many injuries at that point or whatever it may be. So when we talk about getting good returns on players, we're talking about a small window of time and opportunity to get that trade to happen and get the good return that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And so we don't, you don't always have time to wait. And I just think that we're hitting that the, the bad side of the window for some of these returns on these players that we've talked about here, where it's like, if this doesn't happen this off season, I don't know if it's going to be a good return anymore in a year. So 